Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khan Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. Today is the final episode in our four-part series of the Four Shields of the Difficult Conversation. We started a couple weeks ago talking about blaming. We moved on to crying. Last week, we spoke about deflection. And today, we're going to be talking about the final shield, victimhood. So I want to create a real distinction here before we get started, which is there's an actual victim, a victim of abuse, a victim of a tragic event, um, a victim of trauma, and then there's the victim mindset. And so today we're going to be talking about the victim mindset. Okay, because the lens and attitude with which a staff member views situations, that's a victim mindset, right? They're coming from a place of the world is conspiring against me. That's a victim mindset. Now, there have been many people that are victims of abuse, Holocaust survivors, different tragic events, victims of sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse. Like that's a victim of that abuse. And yet those people, many people have turned their life around and continue to lead productive and very happy lives because they become survivors and warriors. They warrior up instead of becoming the victim. And so today is not an episode about how to become a warrior and how to rise up in your mindset. Today's episode is about when you are being approached by a victim mindset, how to navigate those conversations. Okay. So what's important to understand about the victim mindset is that it is a pattern. This person has had years of practice in their life to be a victim and it has served them in one way or another. Okay, so whether or not being a victim never serves you well or serves you in a positive way, but for many people, this is all they know. And so this is their strategy and coping mechanism in life is to play the victim card. So breaking this pattern is possible if the person is committed to it. I'm going to say that again. Breaking a pattern of being a victim is possible if you are committed to it. Okay, 
Because what's important to remember is if you saw life the way that they did, you'd probably act the same way. Because again, it's their lens of the world. So you may have experienced some of the same things as them, but your interpretation of the experience was very different. And so that's why you're a survivor, you're a warrior. Their interpretation of the experience is, I got the short end of the stick. The world is conspiring against me. I never get things working my way. Woe is to me. I need to protect myself. I need to do self-preservation. I'm a victim. You should feel bad for me. So the attention and the sympathy and the time that a person can get from victimhood is validation that I'm really a good person. And if circumstances were different, then obviously I would be thriving. Many times people that are playing the victim card get a lot of attention for it. They get a lot of sympathy. And so what they feel like is, oh, you know, I'm really a good person, but my situation is terrible. And if my situation changed, I would be a different person. You know, I would really be thriving. And it's their way of safe face in the midst of kinds of failure, because this way of being was role modeled to them by their parents, by other caregivers, that this is the method of how you deal with things when things don't go your way or when things don't go, quote unquote, the way that they're supposed to go. This is what you do. You play the victim card because when you're a victim, you don't need to take responsibility for what's happening in your life. I remember I was having a conversation with with a family member and we were talking about a mutual friend who is really struggling with something. And the family member I was talking to, she's like, you know, I just, I'm done. Like, I don't have any uh, sympathy anymore for that situation that the person's in because they can pull themselves out of that. They are making a decision every single day to stay in that situation. And so what's really difficult with the victim mindset is Many times a person really is in a trap situation. Many times there really is a specific targeted abuse or mistreatment or marginalized against a particular person. But more often than not, the person is playing the victim card to save face from taking accountability and responsibility. So we tread water very lightly here with the victim mindset because it's important to remember where the victim mindset is coming from, okay? So the first thing is when we're dealing with the victim mindset is to remove the label of the victim, okay? Because we don't want to be self-righteous or superior, like, oh, I'm not a victim and they are, right? We want to come from a place of wanting to support and help them end their suffering because what's happening is your school is also suffering because of their mindset. Your school culture is suffering because of this mindset. And so we want to come from a place where we're wanting to help them. So we want to remove that label, right? We want to stop looking at them as a victim and we want to start looking at them as, okay, this is a person that has come on a lot of hard times and needs other strategies of how to deal with failure, with things not going their way, with frustration. They need to learn better strategies of how to deal with disappointment when things don't go their way. These are strategies that we teach in preschool, that we teach in elementary school, that we teach in adolescence. And there are some people that come to grown-uphood, come to adulthood, and are still playing the victim card. When you are a victim, you are a child. Because when you are a grown-up, you have in your power and in your arsenal to find strategies to get out of this place. And if you don't have the strategies in your toolbox, go find them. Find the strategies that you need to take yourself out of this place. 
And so when we remove the label, we're able to look at the person for who they are. This is a person. This is someone that's on my team. This is an employee of mine. And I want to have the responsibility and the privilege to be able to help them see that there is another way to look at life. There is another lens and perspective for the way that we can look at this. So that's step one. Step two, validate, don't agree. Validate, don't agree. The more you try to use reason or logic with a victim, the more they resist because it's exactly what it is. It's a mindset. Their mind is set on I am the victim. Everyone is against me. This never works. My mother doesn't love me. This doesn't happen. My sister isn't going to get along with me. My boss doesn't like me. Validate, don't agree. Two very different things. Okay, so here's what it is. I hear you that you say that you feel that corporate doesn't care about supporting you in your field and no one cares about doing the right thing anymore. And then I understand what you're saying. None of the teachers on your team want to help you, right? That's validating. Again, what you're saying is, I hear you. I heard it. I heard that you said that corporate doesn't care about you. I heard that you said that none of the teachers on your team want to help you. And what I found helpful is in order to get out of stepping into despair, because we all have moments when we step into despair. We all have moments where we've told ourselves, gosh, if circumstances were different, I'd show up better. And so when we validate, we're validating the struggle that this person is telling themselves the story. If circumstances were different, I could show up better. Because what's important to remember is the empathy of this person walks into every situation thinking, if circumstances were different, I would show up better. That's the victim mode. That's the victim mode. When we're having a conversation with a teacher and you're speaking to the victim, we don't want to speak to the victim. We want to speak to the other person. We want to speak to the leader and the warrior inside of them. Hey there, school leaders. I am so excited to share with you that I am hosting a special free series called the Build to Last Workshop, which are the three sustainable pillars for school leadership. Last time we did this workshop, we had over 700 school leaders from all over the world join us. So if this is your first time joining us, I'm going to be teaching live over the course of four days. Each day, I'm going to be training, coaching, and guiding you through these pillars, which are mindset, time, culture, and as a bonus training, we're going to be talking about conflict. Now, this workshop is really unique because I'm teaching live. And even if you can't make it live, we're going to be giving you access to the replays and the recordings. So make sure that you sign up so you can get access to all of that. In addition to the trainings, you're also going to be getting a workbook, which is going to help you learn the scripts, the experiences, and the practices that you need to do to help you up-level your leadership. This is going to be super practical, hands-on, and I want you to be able to see results and transformation in just the first few days of this workshop. So head on over to Khani.me slash build to last, or click the link in the show notes to sign up. Through this training, you are going to learn how to be more confident and trust your decision-making so you can lead your team. I can't wait to see you there.
So let's go over this second thing here. Validate, don't agree. We're validating the teacher. I hear you, but we're not agreeing with them. We're not agreeing that it's truth that the whole team is conspiring against them. We're not agreeing that it's truth that corporate doesn't support them. We're validating. We're showing from that place of empathy of how difficult it is to walk into situations thinking that everyone is against you. So hard. It's really challenging. The third strategy is we want to not speak to the victim. You want to speak to the capable and committed person that is really deep down inside that person, because that's how you can trigger a different response from them. So you could start off by saying, I see this situation is really not great for you right now. Are you interested in a conversation to see some of the strategies to get out of this? I'm going to say that again. You want to speak to the capable and committed person that is really deep down inside of that teacher so that you can trigger a different response. So you're saying validating. I can see the situation is not great for you. And then accountability. Are you interested in a conversation to discuss some strategies of how we can make it better? Now, when they say, yes, I want to have a conversation, what you've done is you've tapped into level one of commitment. You're starting to bring out the committed person inside of them. So when you're stepping into that conversation, there are some things that you could start asking, right? Question one is, who are you committed to being known as regardless of the situation? Even in the crappiest of moments, how do you want to show up? Who do you want to be? Second question, if circumstances were really different, okay, what would you really like to see happen? Number three, if you could have it your way, what are you really committed to underneath it all? If things really went your way. What are you committed to? And number four, what if you knew the situation would never change? Would you make the choice to stay here? These are hard questions. These are hard questions to ask. Who are you committed to being known as regardless of the situation? If circumstances were different, what would you really want to see happen? If you can have it your way, what are you really committed to underneath it all? And if you knew the situation wouldn't change, would you make the choice to stay? Because sometimes the situation doesn't change ever, but you get better, you get wiser, and you get new perspective. Many, many times the environment or the thing actually never changes, but you do. Your perspective changes. And so with all these questions, you're showing the person, I'm not going to convince you that the situation isn't bad. Because your perception and your reality is that things are really hard. What I want to do is I want to talk to you about, given all these circumstances and the situations, how do you want to show up? What are you committed to? What is going to be your mindset? These are hard things. Another thing that I've recommended to leaders saying is, you know, Something like, you know, can I just say something straight, real straight here? I really want to support you. I really want to be here for you. But it feels like you're pretty set or probably really invested on there not being a solution. Am I picking on that correctly? 
when you keep hearing the excuses and the victim mindset coming forward and you're feeling exasperated, you might say something like, I just want to be really straight with you because I want to support you, but it feels like you're really set on there not being solutions. These are the kinds of scripts and questions that you want to be thinking about as you enter conversations with someone who's possibly playing in a victim mindset. You want to commit to these conversations. You want to commit to doing your best to show up in these moments. And you're never going to get it right all the time. And you're not supposed to, right? Nobody gets everything 100% of the time. But if you can show up in these conversations, in all of them, whether it's crying, blaming, deflection, victimhood, if you can show up even 1% better, if you can show up even just a little bit, and you know that you showed up better, right? Even if the person didn't show up better, and don't be shocked if they don't, right? Remember, crying, blaming, deflection, these are patterns. They're going to need a lot of reminders and a lot of support. And that's leadership. Listening to these podcasts, downloading the scripts, memorizing them, role-playing them, working through these things so you can show up as a better leader, so you can show up as a better person because you're not in control of how they respond. You're not in charge of how they perceive or take your leadership or mentorship or advice or wisdom. You're responsible for yourself. And if you're taking the time to learn the skills that it takes to show up better, to be a better leader, to not blame, to not deflect, to not cry, to not choose emotional reactive responses, but truly be there and hold space for the difficult emotions. That's a leader. That's a leader of excellence. And here's what you can leave today's episode knowing. You are a leader. You are taking time out of your day to listen to this episode, to listen to this four-part series because you care to lead with empathy and accountability, because you care to be there for your people and for yourself and to create a culture of excellence. And so just listening to this is already the best step in the right direction. And as you implement these strategies, slow by slow, stumbling your way through it, coming back, reviewing, you're making transformational changes and quantum leaps in your school every single day. So be proud of yourself. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for spending time with me today. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. 
Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.